there is like okay. 23 I think minutes. we'll be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors, and today I'm here with my new friend, Lionel. How are you tonight, Lionel? I am well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. Once again, as I say, my new friend, because this is really the first time that I spoke to Lionel. I always tell people, God, universe, whatever you want to say, I feel like it's God, always mm-hmm. puts people in my life with these stories of hope. So what hope is, is helping other people evolve. And what I do here is I interview people that have been through a struggle to get to a strength. We've all been through struggles in our life, and I know that. And some people are still at home struggling, thinking they can't get out of bed, they can't walk out of their house because their struggle is so strong. But what I just hope is that you could hear someone else's story of a struggle that they unfortunately went to, but they got to a strength through it. So everybody has their struggles. Everybody's struggle is different. And I just hope that hearing one of our stories will get you to get up out of bed and have a great day. So Lionel, you're in Florida, correct? Yes, right. Awesome, awesome. And you said the weather's pretty good right now, huh? It is nice. Yeah, nice, awesome. So I do know that you are in a book called, um, is it The Little, what's it called again? I'm sorry. Lessons for the Little Boy. Yeah, Lessons for the Little Boy. I haven't gotten my copy yet, but I'm going to get one because I love reading um, all of your guys' stories. So, And I've listened to a few of your guys' interviews. So I guess if we can just kind of go... You know, I maybe share a little bit about who you are, maybe some of the struggles you've been through and what has gotten you to a strength. Yeah, yes. No, no problem. Um, well, I'm. If people look outside looking in would say he's a he's an author, um, three time published author, uh, coach, mentor. Um, see, I have my my work shirt on. I'm, I'm still at work. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, but my favorite title is husband and father. Okay. And and that's what I enjoy. Um, my wife, Sierra, and I, we have four children together. And okay. uh, and next month would make us 17 years married. So really, I'm just, um, thank you. I'm just a young man just, um, you know, looking to make this world better than I left it. Mm. Good. It's good. So you have four kids, you said? Yes, we have four children together. How old are your children? Uh, my son just, our son just turned 10 yesterday. Um, and then we have three daughters um, older than him. So we have a 15-year-old, a 18-year-old, and a 20-year-old. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. got to get those numbers right, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of yeah. them just turned 18. Chelsea just turned 18. So I'm like, okay, yeah, she's 18. <laughs> yeah, now they're all growing up quick, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, very fast. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So I know that um, I've heard I've heard you speak a little bit about um, you're growing up, and I think that Haitian is. Am I correct? Yeah, my my yeah. mom and my dad was born in Haiti. I was born here, but they were okay. born in Haiti. Okay, and your dad had some struggles in Haiti. I I heard you say. <clears throat> yeah, my my dad, uh, my dad, uh, he he was. Um, helping Haitians escape Haiti. And um, he was caught trying to help them escape that brutal regime under Papa Doc. And he was caught, um, like I said, and he was put in the jail and he was beaten like 14 days in a row, uh, he told me. And they almost killed him. Um, But I don't remember asking him, how did you get out? Like, how did he come from like, 
arresting you, beating you, and then how did you get out? Like, you know what I mean? I guess they didn't have any, like, real charges because you should be able to be free to do what you want. So I'm guessing they just, they it was like a little dirty little scheme. Like, hey, you want to help people leave? Um, you know, we want to control these people. We want to take over their lives. But you're trying to take away our property, you know. Right. So I'm assuming that's how it went. <clears throat> and they had no real legit cause to arrest my father. So, um, yeah, so that's he went through that. But he managed to escape um, himself and my mother and a few others. Um, and they left on a boat. You know, back then we used to get joked at by other you know, people, everybody, a lot of people outside our culture think all blacks are like kind of the same, but no, most, many of us got dropped off different islands, right? Different areas. So we knew the distinguish, um, how to distinguish between other nationality, other, uh, ethnic groups or whatever uh-huh. you call it. Right. So, so, um, they call it the banana boat okay. and because they made fun of it, um, you know, coming here, but my dad, I asked him, I said, dad, wow, how long did it take for you and mom to get here? He said about, um, did he say it was between 10 and 13 days, somewhere around there to come here on a boat. And instantly, you know, I forgave my father because I was bitter towards him because I didn't get what I felt like I needed. You know, I would look at other, the other young boys who dads were born here in America they knew how to have conversations with them, but in Haiti, it was a lot of survival mode. You're just trying to, mm-hmm. you're trying to eat for the day. You're trying to make a couple dollars so you can sleep, at least not sleep in starvation. You get what I'm right. saying? And so, um, <clears throat> that was, um, that he brought that here. He brought that here to the U S and he did the best, uh, he knew how. So, um, and then him and my mom, you know, I was like, man, I was this close to being born in Haiti. Like, not to say Haiti's a bad place, but, you know, it's beautiful. But right. I don't know what I would have been born into. You know what I mean? Right, right. So so how long were they here then when they had you? They were here just like three years. They were here oh, okay. in so, yeah, 79, sure. and I was born in 82. Wow. Yeah, so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you just turned 40 last year. Or this year you're going to turn 40. I turned 40 a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Awesome. I might have wished you a yeah. happy birthday. I forgot. Yeah, so, that's all right. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. So, so when you say that you forgave your dad, so I'm guessing that your dad had a lot of like, was probably um, maybe like worked a lot and stuff like that. Is that what you're kind of saying? Like his, his yeah. focus was on survival, basically. Right. Yeah, that's right. Plus my dad sometimes worked two jobs because he had other children in Haiti. He had Oh, okay. uh, 13 of us total, but only four of us were born here. So oh. the rest of them, um, they were born in Haiti. And so my dad and my mom saved their monies to to get them all in here. So my dad had to get blood work for all of, for all nine <clears throat> of, oh, of them. And um, so that, that was a lot. So, yeah, and all he did was eat, sleep, church, work. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's all he did. And for me, I'm looking for, you know, that mentorship, that father and son time. I didn't yeah. get it. And so that's where, you know, when I became a father, I became bitter towards him because 
I don't know what to do. I'm a dad. I don't know what to do. Somebody help me. How to change a diaper. What to do. Like, you know, what to say to a baby. Like, how, you know, what right. to do what about money. Because when my, my, my Sierra got pregnant, um, when we were teenagers, I didn't want to be known as a deadbeat dad. So I would take a couple dollars from my paycheck and I would give her my entire paycheck. I would just take enough money for me to uh, get back and forth to work. I didn't know what to do, so I gave her all my money. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're married for 17 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. So, um, was that? So, what would you say, like to your childhood, like your dad working all the time, and then through your teenage years? So, did that that make you direct to anything? Like, I don't know. Did you do a lot of sports? Did you get into I don't know partying? Yeah. Anything like that? Yeah. First, I got into gang life. Um, okay. which wasn't really crazy. It was just more like for protection. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have went south. Uh, it didn't. But um, I did get into sports. But um, when I played football, I looked on the sidelines. My dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really, you know, I didn't even have the strength to have my own motivation for myself. And I was looking at I was looking for motivation from my dad, inspiration from him. But he wasn't right. there, and so that 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 demotivated me right. to not play sports. I didn't want to play sports anymore. Mm-hmm. But I played it on the streets, just not like in school. Okay. I just played it for therapy. Right. Which which. So as I'm listening to you say that, I think a lot of times, you know, when we. So my son growing up, I was the mom, and he dad wasn't around. But I worked all the time too. I worked. 60, 70, 80 hours a week. So I think about like what I was doing, I thought was making sure that he had everything he needed, but what he really needed was my presence. And that's kind yes. of what I feel like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I needed his time, his presence. And, and the only time I got that was when I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the only time my dad told me he loved me too. So naturally what the soul is going to do is going to look to get into trouble. And right. so I got into trouble subconsciously. It's not like I'm thinking about that just so right. I, I can have a conversation with my dad or he can talk to me and I can be in his presence and for him to say, I love you, son. Wow. Yeah, that that's pretty powerful just to think that that's, and not even like you didn't do it on purpose. That it was just like you said, your subconscious was like, well, I know if I get in trouble, then my dad's going to be there. He's going to correct me, but he's also going to tell me I love you. And I think that happens a lot more than people really realize, you know, that, that when you see kids acting up and stuff, it's because that's when they're getting the attention that they they're desiring, you know? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And I, and I, and when my kids, like when I, when my kids get in trouble, like if they're in trouble, I make sure I don't over, you know, like I don't overdo love the love thing. I don't say, oh, you know, I love you. And I I try not to do that. So they don't seek for um, that um, and find that by getting in trouble. You right. know, so I try to have it to, to be balanced, you know, and, and I make sure I, I, I always assure them you know, or let them know, hey, daddy loves you. Um, you. You're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. Not not for what, anything you do, but just because of who you are. Right. You know. So that helps them. And I try not to put pressure on them because I found growing up that parents put pressure on their children by saying, I'm so proud of you doing this, that, that. So now they got to work for the love. 
I teach right. my children that you never have to work for my love. In wow. fact, if you try to work for my love, that will disappoint me. Mm, so good. I teach them that. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's powerful. So yeah. in your, um, you said you're author of three published books, did you say? Yeah. Um, the one was a collaboration with Lessons for the Little Boy. And then my first book was uh, called How to Rescue Yourself from Rescuing Others, Seven Steps to Getting Happy, Healthy, and Healed. Um, that, and then my second book was Cultivate Your Calling. Even in crisis, men can discover, no, men can walk in their true identity, discover purpose, and monetize their gift. Oh, I like those. I'm gonna have. Yes, I'll put. I'll put those in our um in the paragraph when I write about this um okay this podcast. Nice. So I, I I always like to ask this question, and especially of men. Um, you know, I feel like more and more we're learning more about mental health and mental health, especially with men, because I feel like most men are told keep quiet, don't cry about it, suck it up, you'll be fine, and all of that. How important is it to you? teaching your 10 year old, let's just say, to be able to express his feelings and share, you know, with you how he's feeling. It's very important. Um, and it's almost like boys are, uh, males already come out doing that because my son, mm -hmm. sometimes he doesn't want to express and speak. And I, I teach him, I said, LJ, it's important that you speak and that you teach people uh, about yourself. I say, sometimes people are not just going to automatically know how to respect you. You have to create that boundary mm. and you have to teach people how to respect you. Yeah, that's, mm. that's powerful what you just said there. I talk yes. about that a lot, like your boundary, but knowing your worth, you have to show people your worth. Yes. And if you don't, then that's when that all gets stepped on. And and I, I, I feel that because I used to be that person too. Like I would just be like, okay, yep, let's do. Okay. Okay. You know, and be passive about everything. But I feel like, like I said, I've, I've been talking to a lot more men about the, the mental health and the expression, and it's okay to express your feelings and it's okay to ask somebody for help if you need it. Yes, that yeah. is true. It's okay to express your feelings. Um, in a, in a healthier way, because we can sure. do it in unhealthy and we can do it healthy. But then again, you have to know the timing. You have to be aware, not just internally, but externally about um, how you're sharing it, how you're expressing it, and to whom you're expressing it. If the, can this person help you? And, and uh, those are the things you just got to look out for. Yeah. Yeah. So so I see that you work at my Nikki. Are you a manager there or are you... Yeah, I'm the yeah. store manager um, okay. here. Um, I have fun doing I love what I do. It's just amazing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then does your wife work too? No, my wife, she wanted to work. Um, I said, no, you stay home. <laughs> <laughs> my wife haven't worked on a physical job since before LJ was born. So that's been over 10 years. Okay. So yeah, I just told her, look, I'll take care of everything. I want you to, because my wife, she's she help, she helps women like, um, who are busy, busy women, um, especially women with a vision. She helps them prioritize and organize their life and help them, you know, balance uh, whether it's motherhood, marriage, uh, ministry, children. So my wife just helps uh, women organize their life. So I told her, I said, that's what I want you to focus on. I want you to do that and um, take your money that you earn from that 
and invest in yourself. Go get, you know, therapy if you need it. Go get some massages. Go, you know, just enjoy your life. I told you, I told her, I want you to be free. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I'm for the I'm for the work. Yeah, I can go to work, you know, yeah. but I want you to be out here enjoying your life. I'll take care of, you know, whatever you need. Um, you know, that's I just want her to enjoy because my wife been through so much. Her, you know, I felt like I feel like her childhood was swept underneath her because she had our first child at 15. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, and so many things, you know, surface in our lives from our past. And it's sometimes it's like we're not even trying to make those things just pop up in our lives. They just they just surface. It's almost like the soul has a memory and and then it, it brings it back in your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, this was from that trauma. Yeah. It didn't even have to be a physical trauma. It could have been an emotional trauma. And you say, I know where this back pain is from, what or where it came from. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That mm-hmm. That's good. And that's true. I like what you said when you said that you told your wife, like, invest in yourself. If you need to go get therapy, go get therapy. And not that I'm th- saying this, but... I feel like to hear you say that so many people also think that if you tell somebody, oh, I'm going to go to a counselor, I'm going to go get therapy. People are like, oh, they're crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I really try to express to people that counseling therapy is just someone there that you can talk to that can give you the tools to help yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy. Um, However you do it, whether you're reading books or you go and laying at the beach, watching the sunset, watch the sun come up, listen to some inter- in- instrumental music, some jazz or seeing an actual therapist. That stuff is like massage to the body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's to me, it's like equivalent to that. So if you're going to get a back massage, if you're going to get like if you're going to get pampered, like for women, it's a petty and manicure. For some guys, it's like watching the football game. Like if you're going to do things like that for the for for your entertainment you should do things like that for your soul you get yes. what i'm saying like i truly believe that yeah yeah i like that you said that and i my my therapy is dancing i love dancing so that's so good for my soul but um mm-hmm. is there like any words of wisdom you'd like to give to anybody out there or anything that you'd like to add on here yes 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 you know um i just believe that everybody has a a purpose and that you you know you're not a mistake you were born on purpose for a purpose and you were born to solve a problem that nobody else can solve it's like your fingerprints they're all different you know no, uh, from anybody else on this planet there will never be anybody with your exact um fingerprint even if you are an identical twin that's the same thing with your identity blueprint your makeup the, you, there will never be anyone like you and there's people that you have been called to serve. If you are being stingy with your gift, those people will fall by the wayside. The same with you, that the the, the people that did not show up in life, if they, they said no, and that's why there's some there's some unfortunate things that 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 happened in your life, or there's some things that just didn't happen for you, and it caused you not to you know, maybe you're you're probably in a great place now, but imagine that there was somebody that said no in your life that could that was called to help you to call to serve you. You know how much better would your life uh, be 
Um, because let's be honest, there's people that have their, their lives are just not good. Right. There's poverty all over the world. And it's yes. because there's millions and millions of people that are saying no to their purpose. They don't believe in themselves. The average person, in my opinion, do not believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And I told and I've been telling people, if you believe in yourself, you just begin to believe in yourself. You're doing better than the average person. And you are going to make really good impact in this world when you say yes and you pursue what you've been created and called to do. Wow. That is amazing because when you talk about that, so that for years, I kept my my purpose, my story to myself. And I had a friend kind of say the same thing to me, like, you're being stingy. You have a gift, you know, you have a purpose, quit keeping it to yourself. And it was more the same thing. Like I didn't believe in myself. Like how could I help somebody else? And now that I've started sharing it more and more and sharing other people's stories, it's been incredible. It's like, it's like God saying, see, I told you your purpose was to do this. And now you're following your purpose and it's making an impact on so many lives. So that's awesome. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That's so good. So Thank you so much for jumping on here with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I always tell everybody we'll interview again because I feel like we need to swing back six months yeah. from now. I yes. mean, it sounds like your wife has a great story of hope too. So, I mean, four oh. kids that started at 15. Um, yeah, I might yeah. need to chat she with has her. A, yeah, she <laughs> has a great story. And, um, man, my wife is amazing. I mean, we've been married almost seven. Next month makes 17 years. And, and I'm learning on a deeper level how to appreciate her more. Um, I'm learning that, you know, that the love that, that I need to, you know, delve into, you know what I mean? Like, it's just because, you know, for me, like for me and my wife, we've been through a lot of trauma together and apart, but mostly together because we know each other most of our lives. Now we, um, we're just, to me, it's like, and to us, it's like, we're just really coming out of survival mode and we're coming up for water and we feel great. We feel like we can breathe. We feel like we're at peace in our lives right now. And if nothing great ever happens in our lives, we're great already. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's yeah. powerful too. That's awesome. Yeah. I loved chatting with you tonight. I'm so glad that yes, I thank you. um listened to you interviewing with um Glenn and them. You know, that's how Glenn is how I've met everybody, a lot of people yeah, that okay. on my podcast. Yeah, is through Glenn because um, I actually am going to be in his next book. So um, nice. I'm excited about that. So yeah. so, yeah. So great people. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to, um, don't hang up though when we get okay. done here. Um, everybody, I want to thank you so much for jumping on Hope today. We'll have another episode soon. I just hope that this blesses you. And I hope that hearing Lionel's story of hope will just help you to know that you're not struggling alone and we all go through struggles, but we can get to his strength. You guys all have a great night. Thanks, Lionel. Thank you.